Hey, sis. Welcome to the Mom Keys to Mental Peace podcast. Now, real quick before we get into the show, did you know that this podcast is a spinoff from a book that I wrote? Yes. Mom Keys to Mental Peace, 12 Tips to Become a Healthy Mom and Raise Healthy Children. In this book, I share my story about how I identified toxic patterns of thinking about life and motherhood. I share how God helped me to transform by the renewal of my mind. I didn't want to keep this revelation to myself, so I packaged it in a book to share how you can transform your mindset and lifestyle too. This book is for anyone who desires to break unhealthy generational patterns in their family, want to build healthier and stronger relationships with their children, or for anyone who wants to overcome the battle of negative thoughts in their mind. After reading this book, you will learn how to gain confidence in who you are as a mother, handle unhealthy thinking patterns when they appear in your mind, and position yourself to achieve mom-life balance. This book is available wherever books are sold, and the link will be in the show notes. Now let's get to the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's Tuesday Talk. My name is Tari Kaya Allen Butler, and I am a speaker and author. And what I do is teach millennial moms how to gain confidence in who they are as a woman and how to build healthy relationships with their children. So I'm excited about today's talk. I'm here for all things Black Girl Magic, all things women empowerment. So first and foremost, to all my ladies out there, to all my mamas, happy International Women's Day. Yes, it is lit to be a woman. I am proud to be a woman. I'm happy to be a woman. And I'm celebrating you all today. And I pray that you are able to celebrate this day and embrace your womanness. Okay? <laughs> All right, so today's talk is on hair love, hair love, all things about black hair in particular because black hair is so diverse, is so complex, it starts a lot of conversation, there's a lot of history behind it, and it's just something that grows from our head, <laughs> like um, you know, other races as well. But it's just something about black hair. Hey Joelle. Um, it's just something about black hair that is special or that is different, okay? So we're going to jump off and start off by talking about the history of black hair. And I will say, y'all, in my research, I found some very interesting facts, some things that I knew, some things that I never knew before. So um, as far as you know, history and black hair, back in like the ancient days, Hair was a sacred, cultural, and spiritual symbol in ancient African societies, okay? And I will say, real quick disclaimer, these are the facts about our history as Black people that I enjoy. 
Now, I do understand that slavery played a huge part in our um, our history as Black people, and I do have some of that in my notes, but I do like to hear about things about royalty and ancient um, African societies and things of a place of status and royalty and, and money. You know, like we have come from... <laughs> Great, um, great people and great things more than just slavery. So I love hearing facts about this. So, like I said, um, hair was a sacred and cultural spiritual symbol in ancient African societies. So, throughout the continent, a person's hairstyle symbolized where they came from and who they were. So, I thought that was interesting. Depending on the hairstyle, you could tell who that person was, you could tell their status. Um, certain braids and other styles were worn to signify your marital status, your age, your religion, or your wealth and rank in society. So if you think about it today, certain hairstyles, certain people look at people that way, <laughs> right? So you might see somebody with like a long red wig with, you know, their hair all the way down to their back. To me, it may not be to you. To me, that says, oh, this is a single lady. She's out here. She's ready to have some fun and enjoy her life, right? Or you may see an older woman with her tight pin curls up. And that lets you know, okay, this woman is a bit older. She's a bit seasoned. She has her style in place. She knows what she likes. She knows what she wants. So... Even though this was an ancient time years ago, we're still seeing some of these things today, right? Um, now, this, <laughs> this fact right here is definitely a fact relevant today. So in ancient African societies, it took hours or days for certain hairstyles to be completed. Um, this was seen as a social ritual. It was seen as time to bond with friends and family. And like I said before, it has been passed down from generations and still being done today. So listen, Black women, <laughs> y'all know when it comes to a hair appointment, oh, you've got to block out certain time for that day. You might have to cancel all other plans for your hair appointment that day because it does take hours. Now, I've never had a hairstyle that takes days, and I probably never will, <laughs> But we can relate to that today in 2022, the amount of time that it takes to get our hair done. And I love how it said that it was seen as a social ritual. Just think about the conversation that you get to have with your hairstylist as you get your hair done or going to the, um, the hair shop to get your hair done. It's so much conversation going on. There's so much light. There's a lot of social activity, engagement, laughter. It's just a whole vibe usually in the shop, whether it's with multiple people or just you and your stylist. And even as you know, that mama daughter or mama son, because we have some, some black boys that have longer hair, that social piece that you get to have with your child is sacred. Um, and I'll go further into that later into my talk. So like I said, I do love facts about ancient history. But the ugly truth is there were some ugly parts in our history as Black people as well when it comes to hair. So during slavery, hair texture and styling played an important role in survival for Black people. 
to me, I just can't even wrap my mind around that, that the way that my hair looks or the certain style that I had in my hair would determine if I lived or died that day. That just really blows my mind. So there was a thing called texturism, um, which is a belief that certain hair patterns are better than others. And again, even though this was in slavery days, we are still seeing this today in 2022. Racism against the texture of your hair, as if you can control the texture of your hair that grows from your head. To me, that just blows my mind, right? Um, so during slavery times, hair texture determined the value and working conditions of certain slaves. So the straighter your hair was, you were looked to have good hair. Sounds very familiar, right, to today. And the more kinkier that your hair was, it was considered bad hair. So simply based off the texture of your hair would determine what type of job or what type of work you would do as a slave. Now, some of you may have heard the term used like house slave versus field slave. So the people who had, you know, straighter hair were allowed to work inside of the house, which, you know, they were still being treated bad. But if I had to choose, I would prefer to be in the house <laughs> serving food than outside in those extreme weather conditions, extreme physical conditions, picking cotton and doing field work and things like that. But can you just imagine for a moment your job? your job being determined by the texture of your hair. Craziness. Um, so when it came to this, the people who had more kinkier hair or the slaves who had more kinkier hair would go through extreme and dangerous measures to try and straighten their hair. So some things they used were hot butter knives or chemicals to try and straighten their hair, which would often burn their skin. Now, to me, this sounds like, and no no shade to anybody, no offense to anybody, to me, this sounds like um, the relaxers, that there are people that still get them today. I haven't had a relaxer in maybe five years, but I definitely <laughs> remember that pain and process that I would go through to try and get my hair straight, right? Um, for the relaxers, we would have scabs in your hair if you scratched and it would burn too much. And there's actually a documentary out that Chris Rock had. Um, ah, what is the name of it? So I'm tipping my tongue. Hair something. It's by Chris Rock, but he actually took, um, the chemical, the relaxer chemical to a scientist and they did some tests on what were at, what was actually in it. Y'all, they put it on like a soda can and it instantly started to melt the soda can. And these are things that we were putting on our hair to straighten our hair. And it sounds very similar to way back in slavery days of them using hot butter knives and other chemicals to try and straighten their hair. To be accepted by a different culture and to be looked at as worthy, again, from simply the way that your hair is going out of your head. That just blows my mind. Now, here's an interesting fact that I thought was pretty cool, and I've heard this before, that there were certain braided hairstyles um, that slaves did and used them as maps. So um, education was not something that slaves had access to. 
certain slaves were actually killed if their owner found out that they were learning to read or knew how to read. And this is just a side note. I preach this to my children, to any students in school who are African-American, the importance of education and reading. If slave owners felt like they had to kill you, kill you, take your life for knowing how to read, to me, that just shows the importance of education and reading. It shows the level of freedom that you can have if you know how to read. So I like how, you know, slaves in, in this era figured out a way to get past those hurdles and get past that roadblock and by any means necessary created a way for their freedom. So like I said, they would braid hairstyles in their head to symbolize maps. And then they would also put small bits of gold or seeds into the braids to sustain them after they escaped. So some hard, some hard things to hear in our history, as well as some um, happy things to hear in our history that we are still doing today. All right. Um, in the 1960s, the Afro became a symbol of self-empowerment and activism. So during this time in the 60s, that's when you got your Black Panthers um, fighting for the movement of Black culture, right? And us having equal civil rights, just like any other race here in America. So during this time, um, the Afro was supposed to symbolize self-empowerment. And they wanted to change the Black community's understanding of themselves and show the influence that they could have on society. During this time in the 60s, straight hair was looked at as history um, of forced assimilation. So this goes back to, you know, that trying to be accepted, trying to change your hair in order to be accepted. In the 60s, they were trying to dead all that. The fro symbolized, this is who we are. This is our culture. We're not going to change it to fit in to your standards. You will have to accept who we are and our culture. So during this time, embracing natural textures was a way to reclaim their roots, right? To say, this is who we are, and you can't force us to change it to fit into your society's standards of what's right or what's perfect or what's beautiful. So when it comes to the black hair process of getting your hair done, like I said at the beginning, <laughs> it definitely is a process. It takes time. There are times where you have to block out and cancel other things in your day to get your hair done because it is a process. So I was thinking about the whole hair process and how getting your hair done speaks to all five love languages. Let me explain. So the first one is quality time. You are talking and engaging in conversation while you're getting your hair done. Like I said, that's that laughter. That's that time that you're bonding together. You could be talking about some personal issues that go on in your life. You can be getting certain life tips, whatever the case may be. When you're getting your hair done, it opens up that area for quality time. That love language is spoken. Um, when you're getting your hair done, clearly physical touch. Just the touch from, you know, parting your hair, greasing your hair, braiding your hair, sewing it in, cutting your hair, whatever that is, it's physical touch onto your head, onto your hair, onto your body. That is a love language, physical touch. Even for my mamas um, who do their kids' hair, this is wonderful physical touch time. And it's for a length 
a lengthy period of time. So if you have a baby that their love language is physical touch, um, that hair time is the perfect opportunity to speak their language when they're getting their hair done. Words of affirmation. There is nothing like being hyped up from a fresh hairdo. You hear me? <laughs> I love hyping other women up. I will stop a woman that I see if I like her hairstyle and let her know, sis, your hair is cute. I like it. I will say for this style that I have in, it's a little old, but you see the details. I have gotten a lot of compliments <laughs> on my hair from white men, from black women, um, from white women, everybody has complimented this style. And I will say when you get those compliments, it makes you feel good. It speaks to, if your love language is words of affirmation, it fills that up. So those are three. The fourth love language that the hair process speaks to is act of service. So I don't know about y'all. Um, you know, yes, I, I love my hair. I have my hair, but I don't like doing my hair myself. <laughs> I would much rather pay someone else to give me that service. So when you're getting your hair done, that is an act of service. That's someone doing a service for you and helping you out. It's a luxury of not having to do your own hair. So sitting in that bowl, getting your hair washed, getting it straightened and trimmed, and all you have to do is sit there and scroll on your phone or talk or whatever, or eat your snacks, your hair snacks. <laughs> Y'all know it's a long day when you pack hair snacks, <laughs> but that is an act of service while you're getting your hair done. And last but not least, um, getting your hair done can be a love language of gifts. So it's nothing like somebody paying for you to get your hair done. Your man slips you a couple of, couple of dollars to get your hair done. Nothing like it. That is the perfect gift. Men, if you're thinking, what should I get my lady? Pay for her to get her hair done. I promise you she will appreciate it and be happy and enjoy that gift. So when it comes to hair um, and our children, we have to be sure that we are speaking life and beauty into them. And th again, this is for our daughters and our sons, because I know there are boys who have um, longer hair that they get done frequently. So children often um, compare and notice differences in hair. I know I did it as a child, and I've had conversations with my daughter about um, different hair textures, right? So when I was a kid, I can remember being as young as, you know, five and four years old at home, and I would wrap, put like a t-shirt on my hair. And this t-shirt would symbolize me having long, flowy hair or good hair. So I would be in my room just swinging it up, moving it side to side, just as happy as ever. But I had to stop and ask myself, you know, as I was reflecting, where did I get the notion that my hair was wrong or that my hair was bad and that that, that hair was better? My daughter came to me before, um, and asked about, you know, a little girl whose hair was long and flowy in her classroom. And we've even been on the playground before where she'll, you know, encounter a little girl with long hair. And she'll say things like, mommy, I want my hair long like that. Or mommy, I want my hair straight. And comments like that break my heart. Not to say that there's anything wrong with long, straight and flowy hair. That's, you know, that culture. That's your hair. That's how it's growing from your head. There's nothing wrong with that. 
Um, at the same time, I would like my daughter to appreciate her hair the way that it is and not want to change the way that she looks to feel beautiful or to fit into society's standards of what is beautiful based off cartoon shows that she's watched, music videos or movies, whatever the case may be, those messages are being sent for a baby as young as four years old to know and decipher that my hair is wrong, but this hair is right or good. So we have to be sure that we are speaking life into their hair, hyping up how beautiful their hair is in its natural state, the way that it is growing from their head. So you can speak some positive affirmations by telling them how versatile their hair is. Hype them up about how they can wear their hair in a fro one day and a bun the next, long braids the next day if they want, twist if they want. Black hair is so versatile and can be done in many different styles. Um, speak affirmations on how magical their hair is. Now, I'll go into some resources later, but there's a book called Hair Love that I love that book. And it has helped me to speak um, positive affirmations to my daughter and help to, for her to see the beauty in her hair the way that it is. So there's a part in the book Hair Love where the girl just got a fresh like blowout and some curls. She was outside having lunch and then it rained and then her hair just shrunk up and drawn up. So it says that um, in the book that her hair is magical. So anytime that my daughter gets her hair washed, it does draw up pretty, pretty short. Shrink the shrinkage is real. <laughs> shrinkage is real. And she would get upset before we read the book about how short her hair got or how different it looked um, while it was wet. So this book has helped me to pivot um, her viewpoint of her hair shrinkage that her hair is magic, that whenever it gets wet, it does magic and it just shrinks up. And whenever we blow dry it, it does magic and it can grow back out again. That is so cool and appropriate for a child to understand and grasp onto to see that it's not wrong that my hair is shrinking or getting short. It's just magical. It's doing special tricks, okay? Um, speak positive affirmations about how unique their hair is and talk to them about the history of their hair and what it stands for. Talk to them about how, you know, what I shared at the beginning of this talk, how certain slaves were determined by their worth, by their hair, and that today that is no longer the case. Whatever texture your hair is, whatever length your hair is, does not determine your value or your worth here on this earth. It's simply your hair growing from your head. It's a part of who you are, your character, your personality, the way that you treat other people, that determines your worth and who God says you are. Of course, that determines your worth, not the way that your hair looks. So some resources that I have um, that really goes into the whole representation matters are some shows on Netflix um, or YouTube that you can watch with your kids. So some shows that talk about black hair or that um, signify black children and show this black hair being in a space that's not wrong or different. Karma's World, that's on Netflix. I love that show. Doc McStuffins, The Proud Family, Tab Time, and this is from, if y'all know, there's an inspirational speaker named Tabitha Brown. 
she has a show where she does the same um, for kids as well. Um, and then Happily Ever After, Fairy Tales for Every Child. So this this show um, is on HBO and it's fairy tales like um, Literary Riding Hood, Hansel and Gretel, but the characters are black. And I love this show. It's been out since like the 90s because I used to watch it as a kid, but they still have it out today. Then some books that you can read that speaks to your child's beauty of their hair um, is Hair Love by Matthew A. Cherry, Hair Like Mine by Latasha Perry, Happy to be Nappy by Belle Hawks and Chris, Roshka, I can't say that last name, I Am Enough by Grace Byers, and Happy Hair by Michelle Renee Rowe. These resources are perfect for explaining the beauty in the different stages of our hair. Uh, they have relatable pictures and images of people that look like your child. And it's a great resource to refer to whenever your child may feel down or different about their hair. All right. So that is all that I have for you all today. Thank you so much for tuning in with me. If you enjoy these talks and the content and information that I share, please sign up for my email list on Facebook. I'll leave the link in the comments on Instagram. The link is in my bio. Um, if you sign up for my email list, I will have more resources, mm -hmm. techniques, and tools to share with you um, in the future, okay? So thank you again for tuning in, and I pray that you all have a good night. Happy International Women's Month again. Bye, y'all.